0: welcome to you plus me equals rp a podcast dedicated to all those fun writers and our peers out there every week i'll dive into the internet and bring to you some of the very best storylines roleplay groups or profiles that you may want to join from written roleplay, tabletop and even larping maybe you need to step out of your own story for a bit well i helen kirsch will be here to help you with that just wanted to give you guys a quick update I did send an addition into Dead by Sunrise for the uh, role of Serafina and I did get the role and it's it's now one of my new profiles they are also looking for someone to play the role of the alpha Donovan who plays Serafina's husband he's kind of a obsessive very driven character who is looking for one of the main pieces of the story, which is like a, a moonstone. I really hope that you guys or someone auditions for him because I like to torture my characters in RP and I would like to have someone to torture my character with. So if you guys want to get in on that with Dead by Sunrise, their information is on the main page. So click that, check that out and audition for the role. That would be amazing. Last week, I was a bit on the depressing side with giving you a tale of cautionary woe about my ex-boyfriend and how that became a total disaster. And, you know, it is still true. Uh, When he and I broke up, we did decide that we were better off as friends in the long run, which was a longer time coming for him than it was for me. I was way over it. It actually took him finding someone else that he wanted to be with for him to come to terms with it himself. And then eventually we parted ways. Anyway, this week I wanted to talk a little bit about all the amazing people I have met through Roleplay. I've made a lot of friends and some of them have even become people who I have on Facebook and I talk with on a daily basis. Uh, The funny part is that after all this time, I don't really have the same kind of fear I did when I first started talking to people. I remember years ago I was afraid of what people might think about me if they added me on my Facebook or, or became my friends outside of our characters. Almost like I was afraid of ruining the mystique of it all. I'm sure a a lot of you know what I'm talking about. It's the same fear you might have before moving in with someone. Um, You're afraid that maybe it won't be what you thought. Or the point is that it will never be as good as you thought. (laughs) Every single person who goes into roleplay or LARPing or tabletop or whatever isn't that character. And they never will be. But in so many ways they're actually better. There are so many characters that I've hated in shows, but the writers are just amazing people that I actually ended up becoming friends with. They say that you choose a character because they are a little bit like you in a way that you can relate to, or they are in some way someone that you might want to be. Strong or domineering, immortal, beautiful, perky, whatever it might be. I I can even look back on my characters and see something in them that I would want to be, or at the time wanted to be. At some point in my writing experience. The longer you've been writing with people, the more you don't care who they are in real life. A lot of women roleplay men in Roleplayer.me. I've taken on my share quite a few male characters. My sister loves playing male roles. There are men on there that enjoy taking on women characters. That happens a lot too. The point is that Roleplay World is filled with people of all kinds. They're all amazing people who just want to write and craft stories with someone who shares their interests. Some people are fine with meeting and talking to you about who they really are, but there are still many more who want to keep their lives a secret. And both are okay. You just have to decide if you want to open yourself up to some people. There are those who are amazing, and then you have those who end up kind of being crazy. I've had my share of both. I've just talked to my friend Julia recently, who was telling me the same thing. She actually had a stalker for a while. Luckily though, you can usually catch that and you can kind of, you know, taper it off before it gets too out of control. Or I've caught it before they got my personal information, but that's the thing I guess. It's kind of a double-edged sword and you have to decide how you want to wield it. (music) Last week I started to read my rules to you. I only touched on the role play and writing portion of my rules, so this week I'm going to talk about a few of the topics that mean a lot to me. These are rules that are currently on my Liz Parker. I tend to tweak them based on my character, and I'll usually try to make them sound as though my characters wrote them themselves. Uh, just as an example, I actually had a Crowley from Supernatural, the TV show, not not Anthony J. Crowley. Um, no, not the same one, but uh, Supernatural Crowley. He His rules were actually written entirely different, and they were written as though they were in the form of a contract, and I was really proud of that. I actually still have that character too, I haven't logged into him for a while, but uh, anyway, here are the conclusion to my rules. Characters. Uh, this is going to be a continuation from the last rule, which ended at rule number 9, so this is rule number 10. Character personality is important. Don't play a shy and respectful Michael because he's really not that way. Unless, of course, you have some really cool background story as to how he became that way. You know, or hell, let's just make it a story. A lot of people write their characters AU or as though they are from an alternate universe with an alternate history, which is great. I I love those. I've done plenty of AU storylines and have loved every minute of it. It's just best that the person informs you or you read their bio so you're not shocked by how different they play a particular character. If someone isn't playing a character how you expect, it can be hard to get into the mindset of RPing with that person. I've been there. I've even sent messages to people asking them if something happened to their character to cause them to shift personalities. Sometimes they don't know that what you're talking about, that happens. Sometimes they have a great story to go along with their change. Either way, I like to make it part of the story. Maybe we can write about how it happened to make it canon or you know, true to the story. I had a Rosalie and I had a friend who was my a Bella. In fact, I'm still friends with her. As my Rosalie and her as, her be- as the Bella, I was Rosalie. I was kind of rude to her and I was kind of mean to her and we were trying to we worked out the way in the story because it was before Rez- Renesmee. We worked out in the story of how you know they are forced to spend time together and although she's a little snarky she tries for Emmett to be nicer to her and it worked out great so if I say true to the characters if you can if you can't make it a reason why give it some interesting background number 11 I'm very happy to RP with original characters give me a great background to how your character came about did they come to hunt aliens maybe they're defectors I love to hear what you have to come up with this rule varies from RPR to RPR. some people are very strict with who they allow on their friends list this not only goes for people who may not write as much as they do but also for those who are original characters remember a few weeks ago when i said that there are some characters that are quote pirates mutants vampire werewolf witches etc and quote or they have multiple characters wrapped in one profile well a lot of people won't add those RPRs. Some people only stick to characters that are in their show or book or movie. They don't want to go into anyone claiming to be siblings or original characters. Then there are others who welcome everyone. Don't be offended if someone is an you. It's just their preferences. I personally don't RP with certain kinds of people in certain profiles just based on, for example, if I'm RPing my bow from Lost Girl, I'm not going to add a anime character. I can't see it working I just don't add them, it's just my preference. But everyone's different, doesn't hurt to give it a shot. Alright, relationships and sex. Rule number 12. I'm not here for relationships, just RP. But Max and Liz, I hear you scream at your screen. Yes, the relationship is crucial to the show, but I don't want it to be the only focus of all my RPs. I want to have solo missions and adventures with Maria or Michael or Isabel. Liz often went off on her own and I plan on doing the same. Max creates tension and drama, but it's not necessary and I'm not here for that. Also, I won't be having sex in comments, messages, or blogs. Again, I'm not here for that. All right, so this is also different for everyone. Personally, I could be having actual sex with someone rather than writing about it. Sometimes relationships can make the RP more interesting or even more dynamic. I created a bow recently, and it seems to be the only thing people associate her with. Yes, yes, she's a succubus, but she's also a detective. She has complicated relationships and interactions, which can be so much more interesting. You can watch an entire show without sex and still enjoy it, and that's how I feel about writing. Some people love to do the sex portion of it. They love to do the sex chat, and they like to do the in messages. Roleplayer is very much against any kind of erotic writing, um, they're actually a very heavily Christian site, which I found to be very interesting. But they are very much against it. And I've actually had porn stars add me on some of my characters and start talking to me. And I was very confused because I, I, I don't watch porn. So I didn't know who these people were. And they're like, oh, yeah, I RP the porn star. And it's like, so you just have sex and messages? Like, that's that's all it is? I don't understand. Like, you can't do any actual storylines because roleplay will delete you. So you can't be public with which how you write. So what is it that you do? I, I didn't understand. But again, some people do it in messages. And if that's what they're into, then that's what they want to do. But you have to be careful when adding people and kind of getting an idea of what kind of people they are by reading their rules or if they message you. And usually if they have a blank profile and they message you and they kind of already start getting hot and heavy, you know what kind of up here, they there. Defaults, 13. Defaults or mains are not necessary. I'm not looking to sign up for anyone's main Liz or their default of anything. Honestly, RP with everyone. You want to talk to multiple Liz Parkers? Please do. I'm sure you guys will come up with some amazing storylines. With that being said, I'm even fine about adding Liz Parkers myself because we can do a time travel or alternate timeline stuff left and right. And I don't want to feel like I'm in constant competition with anyone. Let's all be friends. Basically, I don't want to limit you or myself from RPing with people. Especially since this world is so small as it is. Free love, people. Let's practice it. Again, incredibly individualistic to each role player. And it's to me too. There are some profiles and people I want to maintain as my preferred RP partner. But then there are other times where I don't want to limit myself to just one person. As Liz, for example. I have a few Max Evans that I've been writing with and they're fun to talk to. But I would want to have multiple storylines going on. If I make one my default, my main person, and get upset every time a Max talked to another Liz, I, no, I don't want to be the jealous person. I would rather let everyone RP with everyone else. And in this case, I'm even open to talking with other Liz Parkers too. There are very few universes where you can actually have a, quote, mirror or a person who has the same actor or is the same character as yours and have it make sense. You know, in a lot of cases, you won't find that people are open to that. I wouldn't add another Anne Bonnie on my Ann Bonnie from Black Sales. It wouldn't make sense. There's no time travel. There's nothing paranormal about it or supernatural about it that would make sense, so I won't do it. 14. Top lists. Please don't write me about who is in front of you on my top list. I place people on there based on who I talk to the most and who I'm closest with. I, I don't actually know why people freak out about this. There are some people who want to be on the top of every list even if i've never spoken to them just because they're a particular character if max adds my liz he doesn't automatically go to the top of the list unless we've spoken and we've written before no custom profile layouts that are divs uh usually fix this issue now people can't actually see your top list in the exact order that they're in Um, So you can't really complain about them anymore. But if it's an open profile where it's not been edited and there's there's just blank and you can see the top list, that's when usually people freak out about it. OOC stuff or out of character stuff. 15. Drama is absolutely not allowed. I won't tolerate it, period. There are some people I will talk personal with, but I don't want to see a bulletins about personal stuff or drama related to relationships. I can't stand any of it. The he said, she said stuff will not be tolerated. And this seems harsh, uh, but it does happen a lot. This also happens when someone will post a ranting bulletin or status stream about someone they don't have the guts to actually confront the person about their issue. Uh, they rather complain about it, or they start a huge amount of drama. Ever since my MySpace days, I won't tolerate drama that is out of character at all. If you're in character and want people to see you, you're writing about a lost love. I absolutely dig that kind of thing. If they're complaining about some someone using a similar layout as you are. Uh, nope, I'm out. I've read status comments that complained about me not responding to a message of theirs, but writing to other people. How did they know I was writing to other people? Well, because I wrote to one of their other profiles and I knew it was their profile when I wrote them. They wanted to hold multiple conversations on multiple profiles about multiple storylines. I don't mind writing on multiple profiles, but sheesh, just like, tell me, you know, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, this kind of thing does happen. 16, only some of you will get to know me out of character. Don't expect me to share my personal life with you the moment I meet you. There are only a few people I feel comfortable enough to share those kinds of things, and those people are who I consider to be close friends. This is here for multiple reasons. There are a lot of people who immediately want to know about my real life um, and my information. I, I know why they do that, because I know that they're kind of lonely and they want people to talk to I, I, I want to deter people from doing that to me right off the bat, um, because they get too aggressive in finding out who I am. You know, don't get me wrong, I started talking to Derek and I gave him my real life info pretty quick because we got along so well, we had a lot in common. That doesn't usually happen too often though. Derek is actually my friend Julia, Cool chick, and it's fine. Um, and so before you guys start thinking I'm cheating on my husband, no, it's not like that. Uh, It's also pointed out to me that some people are lonely, in some cases this is very true. Uh, but, But you can be their friends in character, you guys can still write together, they don't have to know your personal stuff. Eventually you can move on to talking about your out of character, but in the meantime just be their friend. 17. Messages are for OOC. I will not talk in character in messages, so you will talk only to the real me. Every message I send out and receive will be me speaking out of character. If you write me with an attitude, I will tend to respond with an attitude. If I joke around a lot in comments, it will most likely be Liz joking around. Also, if I speak out of character in comments, I will use ellipses. This is usually to save time. Instead of sending a message for someone for something small or that may only remotely pertain to the RP, I'll just write it above the RP or below it. OOC sounds for out of character. A lot of people may throw this into their messages to demonstrate that, that they, the RPer are talking to you as the RPer and not the person talking to the character. Some people use brackets, some just put OOC and then below it in their messages. Um, this is usually to iron out some details of the storyline before diving into it. Some people can be cool, others can be absolute assholes. It just depends on the person. Some people won't step out of their character for anything And, again, to each their own. You just have to know what you're preparing yourself for when you message somebody. Miscellaneous stuff. Number 18. I try not to go overboard with bulletins, and I ask that you do the same. Bulletins every once in a while, announcing an ad in horror or a new storyline or blog is totally cool, but I can't handle seeing the same person post a bulletin with only a smiley or one word in it. It's a waste of time, and it pushes all my other bulletins down before I can read them. This can get really annoying really quick. I'm not saying I read every bulletin that someone posts, um, note that bulletins are like little announcements that people can post into. They can often contain share posts, writings, that kind of thing. And they're fun, and they're interesting, as long as it's not someone sending stupid things to their friends. Like I said, it can push things down so far that you miss really good stuff. 19. No. Stealing! Everything is original and made by me, all except the concept of Liz Parker and her personality. Don't steal my pictures, background stories, videos, nothing. I know they're copyrighted, but there are plenty of people who take things even if they're plastered with the person's name and number. This actually doesn't happen too much anymore unless you're a site that specifically makes pictures. My pictures aren't special either. Um, I'm actually not very good at editing pictures. But I do crop them in a specific way or I'll color them differently depending on the character or the backgrounds or whatever back on myspace when i was lorna i used to edit the hair color of my characters to have a like a real life version of the comic book character it's not a big deal as much for for me anymore um my pictures aren't unique unless a friend makes it and then i kind of keep their their copyright on it 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 does kind of happen sometimes 20. please don't report my things if you have a problem with the picture or something please don't report it tell me and i will happily remove it thank you this one stems from my fear back on MySpace. It was really easy to get someone deleted by reporting pictures and stuff like that. I don't know how much easier it is on Roleplayer or if they even look into it before just deleting the offending profile. They're really against the erotic roleplay and the sex on the site. So if you're you're looking to be a prostitute uh, or a porn star on Roleplayer, you're going to have to find somewhere else to do it. You'll get yourself reported left and right. I've actually reported stuff, too, just because it was really creepy or really disgusting, and I've seen some of the things I've seen on, on there. They've made what amounted to the appearance of a child sex slave kind of thing, and I've reported that stuff. I usually don't report. I'm usually very much like, I'll contact the person first, but if it's something offensive or something really graphic like that or, or disturbing, then I will report it because it's wrong. Um, Roleplayer is not the place to do that. You'd have to find another site that does do that. 21. I don't care if you're black, blue, green, white, whatever, or a guy playing a girl, or a girl playing a guy. I will RP with everyone as long as you follow the rest of my rules. I hate drama and bigotry. If I see any bulletins that are offensive to anyone, I'm deleting that person from my friends list. I've already kind of talked about this in the beginning of the episode. There are a lot of people on here that have played a variety of characters for a variety of reasons. They need to express themselves creatively. And I don't like seeing people gang up on other people for certain characters. This doesn't happen too often anymore. On MySpace, it was like a free-for-all. Sometimes people would gang up on one person. And now it's not the same. No hate is a big thing, and I completely endorse it. I don't bully anyone because we all have the right to how we portray our characters. If not for anything more than mental health. Okay, so that's like my last rule. At this point, I usually ask people to sign my rules that they've read them. On my page for this particular podcast, I ask a question that people have to answer regarding my first RP character in MySpace to prove that they actually listened to the episode. Some people do this kind of thing in the rules to have people prove that they read them. But these are my 21 rules uh, that I include on my profiles. Feel free to send me yours too. If you can think of some good ones that I should include, please do send them to me. Usually I'll add new rules as people start breaking things and doing things that offend me um, or that upset me. I'll usually add them in there. Uh, These are just the ones that I've come up with over the course of the 19 years I've been RPing. So up next, I'll be talking about a character I wanna introduce you. No groups this week, just individual profile. (laughs) In episode one, I talked about my individual character, and now I'm going to talk to you about someone else's personal character. I'm going to step away from groups today and talk about one person in particular. Patrick James Pierce IV started RPing back in 1997 on AOL and then joined RP Me in 2014 as Patrick. Uh, unfortunately, he's also felt the sting of deletion, but unlike me, he hasn't given up. Go Patrick! His playby, or the actor that he uses for his character, is Ian Summerhalder, as a quick FII. He does prefer to RP in messages, uh, and his OOC conversations or out-of-character discussions usually take place in Discord. This guy is also a novella RPer, so be prepared for some long roleplay sessions if you want to join him in his Modern Realism universe. Patrick banters on Discord pretty regularly, uh, and he posts on stream pretty much every day. But his replies do take about 7 to 14 days uh, if he doesn't get too busy, which is fair for a novella. Um, sometimes that happens to me too. Keep in mind that his RP style is usually rated R due to the quote general grittiness end quote that he does convey. He continues by saying quote with George R.R. R. Martin as a major influence in my style, I like to offer a palpable idea of the scene, be it a lovely dinner, a visceral club crowded with bodies high on molly, sweating and dancing to the music, or violence in its most primal form. Sadly, that does tend to edge on the sides of mature content label." End quote. Which, obviously, yes, very much does. Although he is in the modern realistic universe, he can adjust reasonably to the supernatural verse too. He's open to RPing his character with having an ability that can be helpful to some supernatural creatures. So keep that in mind. He's not looking for any particular roles that need to be filled right now. Um, Some people like to have siblings and some people like to have love interests and that kind of thing. But uh, right now, he's just not looking for anything specific. But he's obviously open to anyone who's looking to write some amazing stories. He did also send me his background, Patrick James Pierce IV. His birth was heralded by papers and news outlets around the world. The first son of Patrick James Pierce III, renowned business mogul, and Linda Harris Pierce, youngest child of the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Politicians, dignitaries, royals, and famous personalities from around the world sent gifts and messages of congratulations to the couple. Baby Patrick was heir apparent to the multinational corporation Pierce Incorporated, the business empire his family had built over the last four generations. So he was raised as such, being sent to the finest boarding schools in New England. His early years were quite unremarkable, merely living the life of privilege under his father's stern eye and expectations. Young Patrick excelled in his courses, sports, and as leader of the student body, the young man gaining the famous Pierce good looks and charm to add to the formidable pedigree he was born to. It was during his first years at Yale he worked tirelessly while keeping with his social duties, public duties as a Pierce that he began an endless series of high-profile relationships. The handsome man's featured on most eligible bachelors list, and his first of many cover pages on Forbes talking of him as the future of American business. It was easy to see why women loved Patrick, and how he loved women. Playboy was an understatement. When he graduated with a MBA, he set to work with Pierce Incorporated, holding down numerous titles as he learned the inner workings of the various branches of Pierce Incorporated managing its assets until the time came where his father's interests and his own crossed. Alas, before these differences could come to a head, his father passed suddenly in an airplane crash over the Pacific, making Patrick overnight CEO of Pierce Incorporated. Now, Patrick stands at the helm of the mighty juggernaut that is Pierce Incorporated, leading the shadow empire of his forefathers into a new age. The future is now. And as always, I do also request that people send me a little bit of their writing, I know that some people enjoy listening to some of the ongoing writings of other people too, so this was sent from Patrick to me. It is often said in times of crisis, the fiscally wise play it safe and live to fight another day. It makes sense in a conventional method of thinking, really, where you pull out all the risky ventures, save your capital, and ride out the storm. No different than a ship mooring or trimming the top sail during a squall. But... Greatness can be found in capitalizing on the crisis and using the chaos. All the great names in history were those that did the unwise move during a crisis, when Caesar crossed the Rubicon with a single legion and took Rome without a fight, when Alexander the Great set his ground at Guagamela, outnumbered ten to one and crushed the greatest empire to have ever existed, when Napoleon offered his whiff of grape when Hitler committed to blitzkrieg. Moves of such grandiose nature that the world was never the same after. Greatness hid within the swirling vortex of chaos and crisis. Then again, cemeteries were filled with men who had similar lofty ambitions and failed. Patrick had heard of the rumblings of the Wuhan virus in November, when his Chinese connections whispered of this growing threat the government was trying to hide. As the COVID 19 grew into the pandemic that has brought the world to a halt and the global economy to its knees, Patrick had already set to work, shorting major stocks in the various fields that were to be gutted by a massive pandemic airlines, cruise lines, hotels and resorts. Millions, perhaps billions made out of the Dow Jones dropped over 25% within the last three weeks. Panic sitting in and these sensible people now looking to hoard their money and liquidate if possible. Patrick already knew the real estate crisis looming once more with developers and property management companies purging if and when possible. So. Patrick took the opportunity to cash in on those fiscal hermits and bought at vast discounts what he felt was premium properties or businesses. These days of government-enforced shutdowns and zero subsidies and no concrete end-date drawing ire, and fear from these entrepreneurs whose pockets were not deep enough to weather a storm like this. Across the globe, this story was being told, companies forced by law to shut, deemed non-essential, but bills, rents, and insurance must be paid, of course, the banks are ruthless, vampire indifferent to the fact that these businesses were throttled by the government. So rather than go belly up like many will, Patrick bought them out, lock, stock and barrel, allowing these owners a change to get some return on their investments to businesses that just 30 days prior were booming. Warehouses, shops, garages, storefronts, restaurants, clubs and bars all within key greater Los Angeles locations were brought into the Pierce Incorporated fold. As a result, the influx of new personnel required processing and vetting. These people might be good enough for Joe, business owner, but not for Patrick James Pierce IV. They had to meet certain standards. Many were called. The rest were processed and given proper raises befitting their positions and full benefits, no matter their hourly standards, and guaranteed pay for the duration of the crisis until work started back up. All things the small business owner could not in their wildest dreams offer their staff. In return, Patrick knew this would instill loyalty and high morale for the newly purchased businesses and staff. It was amid these cullings that the name Ruby Serena came across his desk. His HR staff brought her details amid the biggest of the red flags in the fire stack as the social security numbers and all the details were falsified and or stolen. His people were some of the best investigators in the world, and with several days of work, a proper dossier was compiled on the real Ruby Serena, not this fake persona she had created. As he flipped through the pages of it all, he began to build the idea of who and what this girl was. A woman on the lam, not for the law or a person, but the sins of her father. She was a survivor, or at least doing her best to be one keeping a low profile. With a call to her now former boss that hired her for the club Patrick had purchased, the man spoke well of the red-headed, demure woman who praised her work. It was well-earned praise from a former supervisor. In the end, Patrick had two options, really. Fire her, as his HR department had suggested when the red flags presented themselves, or keep her and let her live the lie she created. I mean, what was she really lying about? Her age? Her place of birth? Her father? None of this was relevant to a man like Patrick, save her true age if sleuthed out by local officials presented a threat to the club's liquor license and a potential fine. With any other time, he would have been too busy to worry about such a menial detail like a single hourly employee in a recently acquired business. But they were now living in the time of Corona, thus he had far more time to micromanage and dig. So with a phone call to his people, he set up and demanded a meeting for the woman. Patrick was bored. He had time to be petty and needed a distraction. A pretty little redhead often was a lovely distraction in his opinion. The new general manager at Ruby's job called her, telling her to be at Pierce Tower at noon the next day to meet with Mr. Pierce. She would be brought to the mighty skyscraper in downtown Los Angeles by a company car and placed in quarantine until one of the newly developed tests that offered results in an hour was given and came back negative. Only if and when it did would she be guided to the executive elevator leading up to the penthouse office of the CEO of Pierce Incorporated himself, Patrick James Pierce IV. Would she have read about him? Would she be familiar with the man that had graced multiple covers of periodicals like Forbes, Business Today, Fortune, New Yorker, The Wall Street Journal, not to mention fodder for TMZ due to the countless high-profile relationships he's rumored to have had or having with the Hollywood's hottest? Either way, she would be shown in Patrick's vast office, the man in question standing his back to the door, while the whole office, a single room with glass walls offering a panoramic view of Los Angeles. His tall, lean form, almost statuesque in his serenity, his glacial hues scanning the minute details of the awe-inspiring view, the noon sun illuminating the distant Pacific to the west, and even more distant mountains to the east, with endless urban sprawl in between, the City of Angels, and atop it all was a Pierce looking down from his ivory tower. He would let her speak first, content in the silence and ignoring her presence for now, for now all he had and all he needed was the view, the usually jammed streets only lightly occupied. A haunting vision of LA, silent and still, something it never has been since its birth." And there you have it! You gotta add Patrick, cause that's amazing, and I would love to write with him myself. Patrick's at roleplayer.me 1531475. I'll also give you this at the end too because um, I know it'll give you some time to grab some paper and pen and write it all down. I know everyone still kind of forgets that I give these out and I want you guys to add everybody so I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, You can also find it on my page on roleplayer.me, I'll give you that information too at the end. So before I'm all done with this, I I might even have like novels to publish my storylines with because I'm going to be RPing with everybody, it's going to be super crazy. All right, well, up next, I'm going to talk about board games. There's a, a game called Munchkin, and it's actually really popular, and it's actually really well known. I'm not sure if any of you have actually heard about it, but it is such a fun game to play with friends. Well, depending on how competitive you may be. Uh, This is a card game that is a little bit like role playing, Uh, you do get cards that allow you to build up your character. Some of the cards might be silly things like a singing sword or pantyhose while others may actually be character cards themselves like an elf or a warrior that can assist you in fighting certain monsters. In this game you defeat monsters to level up. There's kind of like a little board with your characters and you kind of go through the dungeons themselves. These monsters do range in levels. And sometimes your friends can make the monsters even harder. Other players can jump in to assist other players in order to bargain for some of the treasures that you get uh, for beating the monsters. I can't tell you how many times I've been tricked into doing something that just messes up my entire play. But that happens, you know, to other players too. Not just me. I'm not just getting picked on. It is a game that doesn't take too long to play. As long as you don't get too many bad plays. Uh, you can turn... A, so what you do is... You turn a card over, you show what what monster you may be fighting this round. It might be another surprise card, it might be a curse, it might be additional player cards. Uh, You use your level to, in whatever skill cards that you have in your hand with your character or outfit cards and do some quick mental math and you figure out if your character outranks the monster to defeat it. Uh, Here's where other players can throw in cards that try to outlevel your monster or they may may help you, may combine their efforts in order to beat the monster with you in exchange for favors or treasure. If you can't beat it, you must roll to run away. Uh, for each monster that's beaten, you do level up. For any treasure sold over a thousand gold, you can buy a level. Uh, but you also remember, people can steal your levels or demote you if they get the right combo of cards too. Again, it's a fun game to lose to your friends. Uh, I've been mad about a game years later never letting myself forget those who betrayed me and then I kind of apply that to that in other games too if it allows me to like Catan um, another game I plan on talking about because I love it so much but Catan was one of those games where I've kind of you know I'm not going to sell you my wheat no I don't think so you screwed me over in Munchkin so I'm not going to help you um, I'm a woman guys it's kind of what we do we don't forget things it's, it's, it's what we are Anyway, this game, the play of it, can be found on Tabletop with Will Wheaton. Um, I do think Felicia Day played it. And they actually had the the actual creator of the game play with them. And spoilers, the guy who created it won. That's a surprise. Uh, but it's a really amazing uh, little short thing that they do. It's like 30 minutes long. So give that a watch too. And check out Munchkin. Um, I think I might even see if there's some way to play it online with a bunch of people because that would be a lot of fun to play it in Discord. So anyway, check it out. Up next I'll talk a little bit about LARPing. I decided I wanted to see what sort of LARPing groups were near me specifically. I recently moved to Texas and I thought it would be interesting to see how Texas feels about these kinds of groups and I was actually not disappointed. I came across one that isn't too far for me. It's maybe an hour or two, and it's called Midnight Magnolias. Uh, when I get to their page, it reads, Welcome to Midnight Magnolias, the Houston domain of the Mind's Eye Society Roleplaying club. Our club currently hosts three games, Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, and Vampire Sabbath. Our games are Parlor-style LARP, or live-action role-play, which means that players interact face-to-face under rules that govern any use skills, talents, and disciplines. Combat, or any type of aggressive action, is resolved via a quick game of rock-paper-scissors with winners of ties determined by points in the character sheet. Now, I think the Vampire Sabbath is actually incorrect. I think they have a new one now, which is uh, Changeling instead of the Vampire Sabbath. So I think that needed to be updated, but uh, I did spend a few hours on this page trying to make enough sense of it to present it to you. It's based off a role-playing game called Mind's Eye Theater, Vampire the Masquerade. The book itself appears to have everything you need to get an initial character set up. The great thing though, is that you don't actually need to buy the book if you want to develop a character that would fit into the world. Now, I have to say that this world is incredibly detailed. The vampire side is only one portion of it, uh, they have a werewolf, and they also have the shifter side too. Each of these have their own book, character sheet, and an entire world crafted around it that makes it kind of merge together. I was going to read you their synopsis, but honestly, unless I read the book or I read through all of the clans and the group names. It, it wouldn't even make any sense. And unless you were involved in it, you probably wouldn't know what I was talking about. Anyway, I'm just gonna read a little bit from their wiki site, so you can kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. Once it was Galveston and not Houston that was a thriving metropolis of the Gulf of Mexico. The burgeoning port of entry attracted new residents and new wealth and a kindred community thrived under the rule of Prince Celeste of Camoria. Yet this period of expansion was a time of great change Though the Camarilla weathered the creation of the Republic of Texas, statehood and the Civil War reconstruction deftly alongside the kind population, but nothing lasts forever. In the summer of 1900, the seers of the Malkovanians, and others with oracular gifts, predicted a storm on the horizon, a storm that could not be weathered even by the tower, raising alarm in the kindred community. Some saw the visions of a raging horizon as a sign of the coming Gehenna of the earth trumpeting the wakening at methuselah's and panic took those believers seeing an opportunity the tremere of the city attempted to curry favour and assured her majesty that they would bring the weather to heal blood magics they promised would protect what had been built through numerous decades by the undead the combined might of the chantry they promised would be a wall against the storm that the prince could rely on So there's more to that, but it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what Tremere is. I don't know what the Chantry is. I don't know what any of that is. So I'm not going to read it, continue to read it to you because it's not going to make much sense. It does sound great though. I mean, once you get the language down, it's just like any other group that you join. There's an entire world to learn and get the hang of. I'm sure if I spend some more hours looking at everything, I'll have it down. It does look like there's a membership fee and I can't see how much it is unless I sign up i did join their facebook group though and i've kind of been going through their posts to see what what they've been doing they are taking time off due to the coronavirus which means a lot of people mentioned um letting their membership lapse because they there won't be any events uh, there are a lot of discord groups that are they're doing right now to try to get people to maintain interest which kind of reminds me a lot of the groups that i write in on road player Anyway, if you're in the Houston, Dallas, Texas area and you want to join a vampire LARPing group, give these guys a shot. I think you'll be impressed with their organization and story skills. And they do have werewolf and shifter storylines, too. So there's something for everyone. That's midnightmagnolias.org. Check it out. This week, I didn't receive any submissions for the writing prompts that was given. And I, I almost, almost... Didn't, but almost read something of my own that was with the topic. But I figured you guys would rather hear from someone else entirely than from yours truly. So I'm gonna give you guys the writing prompt for this week, which is in the shadows. What is lurking just out of your sight? Deadlines for these is every Wednesday. You can do it um, on any of the previous ones too if they interest you. Uh, Rue who my lovely lovely rue who <laughs> became my first patreon donor uh suggested i put it on the main page so it's the first thing you see so i'm gonna i'm gonna be doing that that way it's easy for everyone to get to so you don't have to go and and look through the site to find it um, i'm gonna post it up there for you guys also get ready i'm gonna give you guys patrick's information are you guys ready for patrick's information now the real question is are you ready to handle patrick right because He's phenomenal. So his information is roleplayer.me slash 1531475. Write it down. Get your cell phones out. 1531475. And check out my site on roleplayer.me for the podcast. Um, it's roleplayer.me slash 1604302. His link is also on there, so is Dead by Sunrise, Mystic Hollow, my Liz Parker, my friend Maria, all of our stuff's on there. Um, It's under the featured section, so check that out, add them. If you don't have a profile on there already, definitely create a profile so you can add me and you can add them to RP with them. Um, don't forget that you guys can send me your information, send me your stuff, your storylines, your histories, your, whatever you want to hear, whatever you want, you want people to hear, send them to me, um, fill out the questionnaire, make sure you listen to episode one. I'm probably going to update the question to reflect this episode, the most recent episode for each one. Um, that way you guys can kind of keep up with it and aren't listening to the first episode. I'm hoping to get on our website together soon um, so it's not just strictly on role player. Um, hopefully when I have some money. If you're not a role player and you're just a writer, if you're from Twitter and you're, you see me on Twitter and you want to send me your stuff, um, talk to me on there too. I would love to read some of your stories and some of your writings, get you shared out there so people know about you. Um, I'm here for not only role players, but for all writers. I want all writers to get out there and to be successful, because we need it, especially now more than ever. Uh, don't forget to check me out on Twitter and Facebook, uh, you, me, rp, you, merp. Totally, totally going to go with that, because why not? I want to thank everyone for listening, whether it's on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or on Google Play. And if you guys can check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash you, me, rp. Like I said, my friend Rue um, is donating now, which is so sweet for her because she doesn't have to do that, but she is. Uh, I would really appreciate it. Uh, Anyone who pitches in will get additional content and a shout out on here. I'm going to start doing bonus content. Maybe start interviewing our peers too. Uh, Maybe me, Rue, maybe maybe my friend, Julia, my friend, Maria, kind of talk about what they're up to and try to get, you know, more people interested and involved. Maybe even do some giveaways. Maybe do some t-shirts. I don't know yet. Um, we'll see how that goes. If you can't donate, I completely understand. Um, it is tough right now, but if you can give me a five-star rating on anywhere you listen, that would be amazing too, it would really help and get the word out there. Also, as a quick side note, uh, I have been talking to Julia a little bit, and we're, we have been talking about doing a horror podcast. We're kind of brainstorming right now. We have some ideas, um, and once that gets going, I will be sharing it on here too, so you guys can kind of see if that interests you. Um, so stay tuned for that information once I have more. So until next week, stay creative, stay safe.